hey, hey, welcome in to the Illini Enquirer podcast, our first post-game podcast edition. It's Jeremy Warner, Isaac Trotter, and boy, Isaac, we get to talk about a big, no-sweat Illinois victory, 42-3 to over Akron. That's how you want to draw it up. That's how you treat these MAC teams that are at the lower tier, not like the last couple of years. So that's a feel-good victory at Memorial Stadium for, what, the 20,000 who showed up. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since something like this happened. And you, you say 20,000 people. I mean, the announced <laughs> attendance, Jeremy, was well over 30,000. But, hey, I think you're probably closer to right there with 20. But, yeah, this is this is kind of what you're supposed to do. It looks like a Big Ten team playing a middle-of-the-pack Maybe lower end Mac team. I and, think that's and, a lower end. Yeah, <laughs> and that Illinois needed to do exactly that because if they didn't, and if it was any other result than what it was today, I think we would have a very different feel about how we look forward to the season. This is what you do, uh, and you look at the rest of the Big Ten West, which is struggled for the most part. And I think you feel good about where you are, and I think there will be more than thirty thousand the next time they come out uh, against Eastern Michigan. Then you. Go 3-0 and if you can take care of UConn and Eastern Michigan, and I think that'll be a pretty good Nebraska crowd. We're going to have a quicker podcast today because Isaac and I need to go home. We've been up since, I've been up since 5.30 in the morning, uh, and it's, what, 6.30 we're doing this podcast, 6 o'clock right now. Uh, we're ready to go home, but we also want to give you a little podcast over the weekend so you can have immediate reaction. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to have our biggest storyline of the game, our three stars, our surprises, because there were some surprises from the game, and of course, a little bit of injury news. We'll go over the freshmen, uh, and then we'll wrap up with a few closing thoughts. But let's get into it right after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Isaac, the biggest storyline, and I you wrote about it for our Saturday feature leading into the game, so it was very timely. How good will these transfers be? And early impressions are pretty good. Now, this is, again, everything Akron. we say. <laughs> it's Akron. But Brandon Peters looked like a serviceable to good Big Ten quarterback, right? He looked like a starting Big Ten quarterback who gives a balanced offense for this team. Wally Batiku was fantastic, looked like a former five-star prospect. Trayvon Sidney has a touchdown. Looks like better than any slot receiver not named Mikey Dudek that played right last season. Josh Matorbebe looked like a big physical Big Ten starting wide receiver. Richie Pettibone, I need to look at the film, but seemed to assert himself well in a 200-yard performance. And Milo Weifler had one of the biggest hits we've seen an Illinois linebacker have in a long time. So the transfers, the portal... Looks like it was really good to Illinois. Continue to fire up the portal. Let's <laughs> yeah. get more of these dudes. I, Derek you, Smith looked good on the sideline. Derek Smith looks jersey. great. Chase Brown looked awesome. Luke Ford is massive. And I think the, the transfer portal will be good to Illinois in the future. And it was certainly good to Illinois today. I agree on everything we saw from Brandon Peters. I, I get that the defense is the biggest story, but you're drawn to the quarterback. You're Whether you like it or not, the quarterback is the face of your team. And if that's the quarterback that Illinois is going to get and that's the quarterback play you're going to get, Illinois offense could be pretty decent this year because his ability to to spread the ball around. What is it? Eight different guys caught a pass today from Brandon Peters. From Brandon yeah. Peters, and he was able to do things with his feet. I mean, we t- he's not a statue, right? He had a nice little run there for a touchdown, twenty yard touchdown run. And there was another run where he had a whoop 
moment. Yeah, right. right? He, he made he, you miss. He made pulled an Isaiah Williams. He can do. He can win one on one battles. Right. He he can make one defender miss. We learned that today. I we didn't know that during camp because during camp you're not tackling, you're not hitting. Um, I knew he could run a little bit based from his film, based on his high school profile. He ran a four nine, four eight, something like that in high school. So when I watched his film at Michigan, I said, "This guy isn't Wes Lunt." But even today, there were a couple times he surprised even me who's seen him on film and in person one of my favorite plays of the entire day was when he had a defensive lineman draped on him and he's falling to the ground and he was still able to complete a pass to ricky smalling on third and nine for a first down we haven't seen that in a while right i mean isaiah williams matt robinson that happens to them they're just not big enough and strong enough yeah. yet they fall right to the ground peters has that strength a little bit of mobility he showed good touch for the most part there were a couple throws that got away from him especially late in the first half but for the most part he was as good as advertised, better than advertised, and yeah, then the rest of the transfers just got the show on the road. Yeah, 14 of 23 for 163 yards doesn't seem ridiculous. That's a good game manager, though. When that game manager can have three touchdowns, only get sacked once despite being a quote-unquote pocket passer, and then have a rushing touchdown, that's a heck of a performance. This is what this is what stands out to me about Brandon Peters. I think he's going to do what you need your quarterback to do to not lose you games, number one, and then he can make enough plays where you can win games. In the Big Ten, across the Big Ten landscape, Isaac, you look at a lot of these quarterbacks. I, you know, we talked about it, I talked about it with Austin Burkle over the week. Could he be a top-half quarterback? That's not outside the realm in this Big Ten because there are so many questions. The steadiness of him today, the no turnovers, the no big mistakes. Yeah, he might miss some throws. That's going to happen with him, but... He doesn't make the big mistake, or we obviously didn't see it today or during camp very often. Right, exactly. And the balance that this Illinois offense had today really stood out. I mean, passing-wise, they were able to pass the ball for 194 yards. They rushed the ball for 207 yards. That type of that was near 50-50, like 51-49 rushing, right? That didn't happen last year, not even close to any times happening. So the balance that Illinois had, the ability for Ricky Smalling, and in, in, in the first quarter alone, Ricky Smalling had three catches for 48 yards. I think Ricky's going to like him. Yes. And Ricky looked healthy, too. Yeah, he did. But last year, in nine games of the 12 last year, he had 43 receiving yards or less. So at first quarter, healthy quarterback that gets him the ball in space and Ricky can go to work. I think you could see a bounce back year from him. Trayvon Sidney and Josh Bebe just add, continue to add the, that a little bit of dynamicness to that passing game. And this is balance. This is what you needed. It, it looked The offense looked easy today. And again, again, the huge caveat always is going to be this Akron team doesn't look good. This Akron defense doesn't look good. But the way Illinois played today isn't a way we've seen them play in a couple years. You're, you're waiting passer, quarterback. Right, who is also your fourth best runner on the earth, tied for right. third best runner. Your top two, two of your top three receivers were transfers, right? Um, so there's three transfers right there. Wally Batiku, I have questions about him. He, he was by far the guy who shined during training camp for the most part, right? Uh, and Brandon Peters is our first of three stars. Wally Batiku is, is my second. Um, Three tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, and that undersells his day. The other stat you got to look at is the quarterback hurries. And it's not just his stats, because I thought the defensive front, for the most part, was pretty disruptive after that first drive. And I thought the defensive tackles did a pretty good job today as well. We'll get to Ayo Sarbanio here in a little bit. But Batiku was disruptive. He's got a burst that Illinois hasn't had a defensive end 
probably since Carol Phillips and Dewan Smoot, right? Like Bobby Roundtree, as great as he was, I don't think the burst was what made him shine. It was just the overall skill set. Played really hard. Length, yeah. uh, you know, his motor, all those things. He was, he was athletic, too, and he was just tough to handle. But that burst off the edge combined with the power that Batiku has, um, even if he's still a little bit raw, he's gotten a lot better. Even since we saw him at camp, I think I think this guy's gotten a lot better. And and first first impression, that looked like a former five star prospect. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And the the player that we saw on August second, right when they had their first training camp practice, and the player we saw now on August thirty first wasn't even close. So that makes me go, okay, what's he going to look like on October thirty first? Right in mm-hmm. two months. That that's a big time difference here. As as long as he can stay healthy, I mean, he was Illinois' best defensive end easily maybe their best defensive player today I think Jake Hansen had a really good day as well yeah I would argue that yeah my number one star is Jake Hansen you can go back and forth with that one but defensive end wise defensive line wise he was their most disruptive he made the most plays I like his pass rush too but I also like his brains against the run game too he crashes the run game hard he pursues hard this game meant a lot to him he yeah. hadn't played in two years. Yeah, and I, that's the thing with all these transfers, right? A second opportunity, and I think you saw that from all of them. Again, my number one star is Jake Hansen. All of his stats were in the first half. Uh, most of these guys, that was great. You got to sit almost all your guys, uh, first stringers, after three quarters and let the backups get some playing time. And some of the freshmen get, get a taste of college, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But Jake Hansen at halftime had seven tackles, half a sack, half a tackle for loss, a forced fumble that was all effort, and that was just lovey ball. Uh, and then that interception. Uh, he loves Maction, apparently, because Kent State last year, what, 16 tackles? Six, six tackles for, for loss. loss. Yeah. And the smile from Jake, because, okay, let's be honest. When you and I interview Jake Hansen, sometimes it's a chore, man. It seems like he really dislikes us. He's smug. He's he, very he comes smug. As and, that. Like, I don't want to talk. Like, I don't feel like I need to talk to you. It seems like he's always angry. After the game, he's laughing. He's like happy to be around us. Making jokes. When he came down the stairs of the Smith Center and said, Hey guys, uh, or somebody said, Go to your radio venue. He's like, Awesome. He was happy because the defense dominated, and he, and he was a big part of it. And two takeaways, if Lovey Smith gave away game balls, you know he'd give it to Jake Hansen because two takeaways for one player, that's huge. Well, it looked like a senior captain, right? Or Well, he's not a senior, but a junior captain, right? A linebacker captain that he was. And, and that's a big-time, big-time day for Jake Hansen. You're right, he's awesome against MAC teams. And a lot of people listening to the podcast, a lot of people in the press box, everybody on Twitter goes, well, we need to see it in Big Ten play. And I completely agree. I still have yep. some qualms about what type of player he's going to be there were some things in coverage today right right that that were concerning but there's no question that he has a eye for the football a nose for the football he gets right there and he's good at, at, at taking the ball away and and that you know ripped force fumbled like taking it out of the Akron you know ball carrier was awesome right like you don't just see that every day it was like a Zion Williamson <laughs> kind of moment too where he just rips the ball away from Kevin Knox and goes up for a, a two-handed jam right like that's what he did and if Hanson can play like that and the Illinois linebackers can pick up their game a little bit this defense could be solid I, again it's it's Akron their offense was really really struggling at times they moved the ball well at the first little bit of the game but at, at the end of the day Illinois defense did what they needed to do yeah and uh, the coverage I think they played very um, conservative right real they, conservative they, they were playing I mean they put did some press coverage and again you got to look at the film to, to break some of this down but they were playing pretty far back right they just didn't want Akron to get a big play 
And I understand that, right? Hey, beat us in front. We're going to force some turnovers. Our offense is going to control this game. Let's make Cato Nelson try and try and beat us, and we can get an interception. And they got one of them. So um, I can understand it worked. It definitely worked. The first drive was 11 plays, 50 yards. I believe the stat I had afterwards, Isaac, the next 55 plays, they only got 140 yards. And right. what did they get? What did Kent State get last year against Illinois? Uh, 463 yards of total <laughs> offense. And that was a Kent State team that was horrible. Went two and ten. Two and ten. They so, were not, and got got beat by Akron last year too. So this doesn't mean that Illinois' defense is going to be good against the Big Ten, but when you compare it to a similar team last year, that is a significant sign of growth for a one-game sample size, right? And that's what we're looking for. That's all you can do in one game is one game sample. That's exactly what you want to see. One hundred percent. But again, we don't really know everything. We're not going to really be able to take a big takeaway about if this defense is much better till week four, right? They, they're most new, likely. Most likely. Uh, unless, but, they, unless they get killed by right. you guys. That's what I'm saying, right? Like That's what I'm saying. We, can only, we can't say they're going to be back, they're going to be good until they do it against Nebraska, but we could certainly know if they were going to be bad, and now we don't yeah. have to deal with that yet. So as of right now, you feel decent about where this defense is at. I still have some concerns. The depth at cornerback is so concerning to me. Nate Hobbs went down for just like a little bit. A and series. We were, yeah, and we're like freaking out up in the <laughs> – we're uh, up there. We're like, is he hurt? Is he? Did he break his arm? Like, is everything okay? Because how do you do this? right now so I, I still have some major concerns depth wise but if they can stay healthy and if they can keep getting this type of play from their defensive lineman there's no reason why they can't be a top 90 to 100 defense after one game this uh, Batiku Hobbs and Martin are now like the most important guys to stay healthy on that defense and Tony Adams yeah but even if Tony went, like, you know what I mean? At least there's some guys there. Right. Stanley Green is a guy. <laughs> I, Kirby I, Joseph I is a guy. I guess defensive end has some guys, but you really need Patiku healthy. a difference maker at, at defensive end. Yes. I, and I'm, I wouldn't say he's irreplaceable, but I think we forget how good Jamal Woods was today. And I think that having him back and healthy is right. But, I mean, you look at most irreplaceable, Hobbs, Martin, Batiku. No questions. Yeah. No no questions about it. All right, when we come back after a quick break, uh, the surprises. The surprises of the game, including one just to lead off the game. We'll talk about that next. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. All right, this this game did have a little bit of surprises, um, Isaac Trotter, and uh, I'll let you get into yours first. Good thing you got that Caleb Griffin story in. Though, I after James McCourt's missed field goal is is it open again James McCord as the starting kicker was a little bit of a surprise very surprising I mean you you see the depth chart and it's Caleb Griffin or James McCourt and uh, you know we hear Gene Honda talk about oh here comes the starting lineup right and, and Blake Hayes is first and then second was James McCourt and I was like are they going to play Caleb Griffin next no they didn't and so th- that did catch me off guard because throughout the spring Caleb Griffin was by far the best kicker he was getting all the first team reps in the fall Caleb Griffin was getting all the first team reps every single day and, and he had the first some, week he was way better way better the second week I felt like they were similar Caleb Griffin missed, missed some kicks and then McCourt did too. Yeah. But again, 
I can't judge it only after after just two weeks of open practices because last year, after two weeks of open practices, we would have said that Matt Robinson was clearly the number two quarterback ahead of MJ Rivers, and it's, then when the season came around, it was r- flipped. That's a great comp because after two weeks of camp, I would have said, you know, the first week, Matt Robinson ran away with it, right? Mm-hmm. Second week, you saw MJ's gradually getting better while Matt kind of went downhill, but it felt even almost at that point. So some guys in the media were liking MJ Rivers a little bit more. Some people like Matt Rivers a little bit more. It felt that way with James McCourt and Caleb Griffin, but then you have a week where we're not watching, a couple weeks where we're not watching, and McCourt must have really been, as Lovey said, way more consistent. Uh, so they chart all this stuff out. But I wonder, after one field goal, he made all his extra points. He, he kicked it off really well today. He's got a stronger leg than Caleb Griffin, I, I think, for that I've seen. So it's a veteran. He's a scholarship guy that Cubit brought on. But if he misses another field goal... I'd go back to Caleb maybe at some I, point. I still think Griffin's the better kicker of the two. How long is the leash will be very yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah, I just I, I think Chase McLaughlin's going to be a huge guy to replace, and it, it might be easier said than done. Hopefully you're not getting in those situations where Illinois needs a late-game field goal to take the lead. By the way, Bears sign him. Please, anybody sign him. I guess Eddie Pinheiro bounced back after. He did, but you point. can't shank a field goal that bad. And I'm just trying to, to speak it into existence. I've noticed you're really carrying that bandwagon. That, well, and the gif is so good. Right. The, I mean, the gif. The give of him just winking. It's so, a kicker. All right, yeah. so that's what you do. I think mine is like telling you that the Illinois linebackers are kind of decent. I think that was what I was. They looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Milo, Man, yeah, monster hit. That was anyway. Uh, another surprise. Yeah, your boy Ayoshigbanyo. We we could tell during camp he he kept getting a lot of reps. But the one thing, you and I, I'm glad we hit on this right because sometimes you can go to camp, watch things, and yeah. be like, "Am I reading this the same way as the staff?" Neither of us were impressed at all with Owen Carney or Isaiah Gay. I, I, I was just like, these guys need to take a much bigger step or defensive end is going to be a major concern, and it still is for me. But Patiku and then Shogbanyo today, two and a half tackles for a loss, a half a sack. Uh, he had five tackles in all. But he was his motor. I mean, he's obviously got some burst. He's an undersized defensive end. So I have questions in the long term of what he's going to do in the Big Ten. They still need those other guys to step up. I think specifically Carney. But it's nice to have a veteran who is giving Austin Clark everything he wants. All the all the effort, all those things that he wants when it feels like Carney and Gay, he's trying to motivate yeah. a little more. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, you talk to Clark and he'll he'll never bring up effort as an issue for Shagbanyo. He's always going to go out there and do it. We're going to have a good story on the site tomorrow about Io and everything. And he made a joke about Io Dissumu, so it'll, it'll be good. <laughs> but this game meant a lot for him, too. First, first career start uh, since his freshman year. He has one start in two years. And this was all for Bobby Roundtree. He loves Bobby Roundtree. Bobby Roundtree's had a big impact on his life. And this is what he wanted to go out and do. And he was playing for Bobby today. So it was good to see Shagbanyo do that. I don't know if he can hold it up during the season. And I'm very interested to see if Shagbanyo's playing right now to motivate Carney, to motivate Gay, mm-hmm. to try to get them going. And when, you know, when Nebraska comes to town, when Michigan comes to town, then Carney gets that starting spot. But after today, Carney barely played. And I don't think that you barely play in week one against Akron when you're winning 42-3 to unless the coaching staff is clearly not pleased with you and there's other guys that are playing better. Now, Carney did get a sack. I don't count that. It was kind of a garbage time. Fourth quarter Very much of a garbage time. Right. Uh, Tymere Oliver, I thought, had a strong game in the rotation. I thought Jamal Milan was very disruptive today. As you said, Jamal Woods, I thought, played pretty well. That, to me, I wanted to see it, Isaac, so I don't don't think it should be listed on a surprise – 
But come on, based on the last year, the last couple years, the front four dominating as they did is a surprise to me. Yeah, absolutely. I was here's a surprise, I guess, a little bit. Calvin Avery barely played. And he was dominant at times during that second week of, of training camp. So uh, you're, I was surprised that he didn't really get in there. Larry Oladipo was ahead of him. Tymir Oliver was ahead of him. Even Deion Payton, Kenyon Jackson were ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So it was just a little bit odd. But to see the front four kind of flex their muscles today was really encouraging. Again, it was necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this offensive line isn't great by any means, especially on the interior. But I, I liked the tackles that... Akron had they have two good tackles that have been starting a lot of games there 27 28 career starts and Shogbanyo had their way with him and Batiku had their way with him and obviously the guys in the interior Jamal Milan played like a Big Ten senior so that was good I need to watch the film but I think the one thing concerning as I'm watching the game is the pass coverage right very much on on that defense because there were a lot of open wide receivers now they kept it all in front of them and I think that was probably a game plan right Um, Nate Hobbs is going to be very good Quan Martin had some struggles today, I thought. Um, Kirby Joseph and Stanley, he got a targeting, so Stan, he's going to miss the first half against UConn, so Stanley Green's going to be important. It'll be interesting to see if Sidney Brown is fully healthy because I think that's going to be huge for He was really close on Wednesday. Tony Adams missed a tackle that yeah. I saw. Um, so I, I, Joseph I, missed a couple coverages that weren't great. Yeah, so i, I got to, again, look, go look back, but just first glance as I'm watching the game, the pass coverage, even though I think it was part of the game plan to keep everything in front of them, I thought that left more to be desired and is a concern, especially going against Big Ten teams. I think the biggest concern wasn't necessarily that the guys got open or completed passes. It was how open they were. They were and missed wa- tackles. They were wa- well, and then there was one play, too, where uh, Dele and Jake ran into each other on a little, just a little slip thing there. And it just... It, it's not a good look when Akron's able to have wide open receivers because just look at the Big Ten. You look at Minnesota throughout in their week one game. I get that they weren't impressive at all against South Dakota State. Rashad Bateman's going to tear you apart. Yeah, Purdue's got another good freshman. David Bell, <laughs> who should have gone to Ohio State, right? Yeah. Purdue, David Bell, Rondale Moore. They're going to tear you. Bryson Hopkins is going to be a matchup nightmare at Jake tight end. Ferguson at Wisconsin. Exactly. Right, yeah. So there are all of these different weapons that these guys that Illinois are going to face this year. And if they don't shore that up, up, it doesn't matter how much you play better against Akron. It doesn't matter if you play great against UConn and Eastern Michigan if Wisconsin can get whatever you want. So I wouldn't say my questions were answered about this Illinois defense, but they they certainly didn't do anything wrong, right, to make me have even more concerns. All right, one more quick break, and we'll get to the bad news of the day. Another injury. Uh, we don't know quite the severity, but it seems severe. And we'll break down the 10 freshmen who played, who's actually going to play more than four games, and who just burned one of the four games they are given. We'll talk about that next. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. All right. Last year, game one, Isaac. It was heartbreaking to watch Mikey Dudak, and we didn't even know at the time. I saw him leave the game and kind of limp away, and then he stayed and you know came back. Actually, I think at one point in the game, but then we learned on Monday of that week that uh, he suffered a torn ACL and his career was done. I saw Mike today, and I actually saw before the game Mike Epstein's dad came up to me as I was sitting there at the line I walk. Great guy, and he was just saying, hoping to stay healthy, and the foot. Seemed to stay healthy today, but he suffered a knee injury, got carted off. We saw the injury tent blow up at one point. You saw Mike with a towel on his head. It looked distraught. Um, so it just doesn't seem very positive for him, and you can't help but think of Mike Dudek 
and Mike Epstein, both Mikes, and the injuries they've had to suffer in the careers and the unfortunate injuries they've had. So we don't know how severe it is, but it certainly looked like Mike Epstein thought it was severe. It, it's just straight up devastating. This is a for guy. Him, yeah. yeah, for for Mike. Yeah, I mean, think about his career, man. I mean, he was all in on Illinois for throughout coaching coaching changes when Michigan came calling. I mean, he plays at one of the best high school programs and shows out. He's a white running back. That that doesn't happen often, right? You know, and he he tells you about that. He that's a big stereotype that he's had to get over throughout his life in playing football. And he is a really really good player. I mean, he I has think he's eight, their best overall running back. He led them in rushing today. Yeah, eight carries for forty five yards. He had a couple really nice blocks. He does things in the pass game that he's are their best block that are that are really important too. And and you know you you just think about that that running back room with. Reggie Corbin and Mike Epstein together and we've never really gotten to see it there's only been one or two or three games where you get to see them together and how it looks and that really stinks and so as Mike was getting carted off he has a towel over his head and it it didn't look awesome I saw the play and the thing was is I was watching him and as the play developed I said please don't get hurt please don't get hurt and I was watching the foot and he just it was a a long run to the sideline and got kind of landed at the end and I just saw him hold his knee Mm -hmm. and he walked off his left knee and then the trainers came over and they just kind of looked over at him and the guys surrounded him so you couldn't really tell what was going right. on and then boom you're on yeah. the tent you're on the gator you're heading back to it Washington. was one of those hits that you, you don't sit there and go oh my gosh it's a no. new life or hit that's a huge injury because you know people after that are like oh my gosh i hope that guy's yeah. fine it was just kind of an awkward landing hit right and it's just it's devastating for him. Now it is one position where Illinois is poised and has a lot of depth, right? You, you see today, Dre Brown was effective, Rayvon Bonner effective yet again, averaged six point three yards a carry today. He was great last year, right? Dre Brown when he's gets when he's healthy and gets touches, he's good. But that's why you need so many running backs long term. Chase Brown, Nick Fadonzo, uh, but then you saw Jakari Norwood and Kenyon Sims didn't have great days. But it was nice to get them touches because at some point they might need to produce. You had nine guys carry the football for Illinois today, and you rushed for 207 yards, and your leading rusher had 45, right? Yeah. So that, that's a concern. You hope that Mike's okay. I'm not wanting to jump to a conclusion right away and automatically say that, but you've seen him go down with injuries before. and was carted off. You don't. That doesn't look good. They don't cart him off. Right, now he walked to the cart. He did? The couple feet. So did Marquez Beeson. Yeah. So that that's that's always the concern is um, that knee injury and Lovey didn't yeah. shoo away anything that's serious. Another another much. injury too was Reggie Corbin. Yeah, and we kind of buried that a little bit, but it doesn't seem that serious. Hit it's pointer. a hit pointer. He had one of those last year. Yeah. In a game, and again, I think if this is a very 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 important game, maybe he plays a little bit. Um, but even me, after Illinois taking this big lead, and Reggie had only played in like one carry after his first series, I'm like, I might just want to shut that guy down. He's completely fine not playing. The rest yeah, of the you're day. fine. It, you're not going for a Heisman Trophy here. With no, him, it, right? it's like, no big deal. And I don't think at the end of the year, Reggie Corbin's going to be angry if he finishes at 985 yards. <laughs> I, I don't think that not playing the rest of the game at Akron will be the difference in him getting drafted or not. Right. Right, the film against Big Ten teams will get him drafted or not. And you saw what he can do when he gets the. I mean, he's just he's just Reggie Corbin. And yeah, that, first that, first drive, that's, that's pretty good. He, and they just hand the ball off over and over again, march right down the field, touchdown. All right, so ten freshmen played in this game, most in the uh, fourth quarter. But let's break this down a little bit of players. Wait, we th- hold on. Yeah, no freshmen started. None. I, that's that's like shocking. First time <laughs> since 2015. Yeah, none started. So here's the guys who actually played. And who actually will play more than four games? So let's just go down this list, okay? 
Casey Washington, wide receiver. He will play. Yeah, he will. He started on kickoff today, um, and he got some reps. He's second string wide receiver, right? And I, I think those USC guys give them so much depth, but if one of those guys goes down, I think Casey Washington will get an opportunity at some point, yeah, especially I, Caleb Reams hurt. Caleb Reams is hurt. Trinard Davis barely played today, too, so Casey Washington's ahead of him. Edwin Carter, you can't count on him right now with the knee. I mean, he's out there, which is a great story, but he just doesn't look quite look himself quite yet, so I expect Casey to play a lot. Dale Campbell, I think, should redshirt, yes, but he's on he kickoff. Will he will yeah. not. I don't I don't think so. So he, he played early. Uh, the guy who showed the biggest flash, and not a surprise, Kyron Cumbie. Uh, he, he took a pass from Matt Robinson, went 31 yards with it, uh, also returned punts. I think Trayvon Sidney will probably be their guy, but they do want Cumbie to be that guy. I just don't think they want him out there early in the game and putting that pressure on him. Because even when he caught his punts. Yeah. You laughing about this one. I, yeah, I was in there. I was like, uh, it, he's so short, right? He's so short that he like catches the ball at like his neck, yeah. and it just like is really close to hitting off the face mask and just yeah. ricocheting. So, I will say this though: Trayvon Sidney almost picked up a punt one time that was very close to Carmani Greenish, yes. right? And, I was and, about and, to say, don't pull a Carmani, <laughs> right? But but at the end of the day, I mean that that little thirty-one yard scamper kind of shows you he made three or four guys miss and then. Boom, open field, gone. As uh, what, What's the uh, Adam Sandler remake movie, The Football? What's that called? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm terrible with this. I'm horrible at this um, well. The Longest Yard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is what the uh, gatekeeper says in that movie. He makes fast people not look fast. Yeah. Or look yeah. not fast. Yeah, that's Kyron Gumby right Kyron there. Gumby. Matthew Judd Walkon, he's playing. We told you. The red shirt or burn the shirt. He's on the kickoff team, and they like him, man. He's playing DB now. He was the dude that was supposed to bring AJ Henning to Illinois. So, but uh, Matt's a big dude. He's six foot three and all of 195, 200 pounds. Rock solid, man. Yeah, he has good hands too. He really attacks the football. Not scared of contact. And he was in a heated battle for backup holder with Cam Miller. I don't. Know, we're not sure if he won that yet. How do we judge that? Just don't. Let Brother it Case slip. has to get hurt. For, for <laughs> That's us to right. Blake Case is too good we at can't it. Can't have that happen. Uh, holder of the year. Case. Devin Witherspoon, he'll play. Has he, to. I like his mentality. He's really skinny, he's but physical. he isn't scared to put his head in the mix of things. Like yeah. what, what's Rod Smith's quote? He doesn't. He's not afraid Stick to put his, his face, face in, in the, the fan, fan right? Yeah. That's what Devin Witherspoon likes to do. I tell you what, I, I liked the thought experiment of redshirting Shimon Cooper. Boy, when he was in, he looked pretty dang good. There was. <laughs> like, a- I, listen, I, I said redshirt. It was a thought thought experiment because it's like, hey, Kalen Tolson can right. play, but Kalen gets hurt. Right, he he got hurt in the yeah, game. Just nicked up, not bad. Yeah, so Shaman Cooper comes in as a second stringer and had five tackles in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was playing weak side linebacker, and he was out on the by the hash marks covering a wide receiver or a tight end that had moved over, and a gash right up the middle. The linebacker, middle linebacker, had gotten scooted over, and just you just see this guy just fly over, and it's Shaman, and he just he, two steps, he's there it's for a tackle. Just, you think about it, and we'll probably get into this with Isaiah Williams. You know, Jake's got two more years. Milo's got two more years. Um, Tariq's probably the next middle linebacker. Just, if you could redshirt him, boy, think about four more years of Shamond after this one. Yeah, that'd so, be really So sweet. the thought experiment, of it, he's good enough to play. He's really talented. He's going to be really good. But if you, if you can afford it, I like that idea. I'm going to keep saying that, but he, I think he's going to play. Uh, Tariq Barnes will play, right? And if Delhi Harding get, if Delhi Harding gets hurt, he's, he's also linebacker. on. Um, yes, he's second string for middle linebacker, but he's also on all the kickoffs too. All of the special teams. Why? Because he runs a four six and flies mm-hmm. up and down the field. He's great track athlete, good strong kid. So, so we are seven for seven that all these guys will play. I thought we. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, all that's these right, guys that's will right. play. Uh, Bryce Barnes. He will play. He will play. 
and pride of GCMS. Yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, on the kickoff return. Uh, the next two, I think, will sit. Right, I think these are just get them out there. We'll see. I think one of these guys could play, uh, and I think it's going to be Keith Randolph if one of them did. But Moses Akpala also got into the game. Yes, Seth Coleman was out today. Uh, he's been kind of battling something, not really sure. Doesn't look like much, so he didn't get on the field. But both of those defensive linemen, it's no big deal. Just let them chill out and let them play four games, and, and that's get completely fine. That's, yep. what's no, that's what's awesome about this rule. Completely cool with that, and and, and that'll be just fine for them. I, I think Keith is a lot closer than Okpala. Also, there's openings at defensive end. That's what I mean. Keith plays, like, and Okpala's not, Okpala got moved to defensive tackle. So. If, if Gay or Carney continue to struggle, right? They weren't good today. Mm-hmm. They were not good today. So that's what I, you know, I think Gay had an encroachment penalty, too, or something. I thought that was Batiku. I, I might have been wrong. I, I it was, it was late, late if it was game. late in the game that I wasn't paying attention quite as much. <laughs> I was just ready to leave. At least you're honest. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Williams, we did not mention among the ten freshmen. Did not play. That's not a surprise to you and I, um, because I think it, mostly because of the injury he suffered uh, that's really bothered him. But at this point, I think there's also a thought if you're Illinois, if you think Brandon Peters is your guy the next two years, then you might want to redshirt Isaiah, stagger it a little bit, where he'd have three years after Brandon is gone, right? So that's a thought process, especially if your wide receivers are good enough. You don't got to get him in there. And listen, I don't think you need to get him in in some package. I don't like that. I don't like playing the Aaron Bailey package. I don't think it's effective. Like Tim Tebow can do it, but Tim Tebow was six foot three, two 240 pounds, pounds, right? Bench press the house. Yeah, even Bailey was that. Like Isaiah Williams isn't going to be that kind of guy for you. So I'd rather just get it in space to one of my receivers um, or Isaiah Williams playing wide receiver. Um, so it's a thought, uh, and Lovey Smith said they had the plan. I don't know if it's because of injury or if I don't know if it's because they want to redshirt him, but both would make sense. Yeah, they, they will. I, I under, I also have like this weird little inkling that like, maybe they should try my corner, see if he's decent. <laughs> Some people did recruit him at corner. Yeah. I think they want him to be a quarterback. Yeah, I do too. And I think that's the thing. At the end of the day, he will be. I'm just kind of spitballing here a little bit. Yeah. Good news, by the way. Northwestern got beat. Stanford wins uh, over Northwestern 17-7. to What was the rest of the Big Ten West today? This is one thing that fans at home, like this is why I hate when beat reporters vote in a poll. It's not. I don't right. get to watch hardly. Any, like that's yes. why I love the opening week. Right. Is because I get to watch as much college football, the rest of college football, as any time of the year. That's not a, a an off week because there's Thursday night, there's Friday right. night. I I get done covering an Illinois game and I'm like, what the heck else happened today? All right. So what else happened today? So Ohio West? State uh, beat Florida Atlantic 45-21. Stanford beat Northwestern. Did FAU cover the spread? That's close, right? Wasn't that close? Yeah, it's twenty four point different. Yeah, they did because it was like a twenty nine. Point spread. I thought it was like 30-something, but anyway. Maybe you're right. Uh, so, Ohio State got that done. They scored 28 points in the first quarter, only scored seven in the second quarter and third quarter. Uh, Fields threw for four touchdowns. Uh, Stanford wins 17-7 over Northwestern. Hunter that Johnson sounds like a Stanford Northwestern yeah, game. Yeah, Hunter Johnson was bad, really bad. I, I kept saying it during the – I know he's a former five-star prospect, but that doesn't mean he's good. Yeah, Penn State rolled over Idaho 79-7. Nebraska really struggled with South Alabama, too. That game was really a, a, a one-score game heading into the fourth quarter. Nebraska wins 35-21. Yeah, what shocks me is that was a low-scoring affair for most of it, right? For yeah. like the, the well, first part the of that offense game. didn't click. It was the defense and special teams for Nebraska right. that scored most of their touchdowns. Uh, Maryland cruised today over Howard <laughs> 79-0. <laughs> Indiana really struggled with Ball State for a while. That was a, a 16-10 to 10 game at halftime. Boy, don't you wish Indiana was on the schedule instead mm-hmm. of Michigan State. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then uh, an Iowa place tonight. Obviously, Minnesota wins by seven on Thursday. Purdue what we saw from last night from, from Purdue wasn't great. Games I've ever seen. Rutgers was not very good last night either. For for the yeah the first part of it, and then they kind of got yeah. away with it. But there's some openings. There's some openings there's in the Big Ten. There's a chance on this schedule, and I don't know if we'll learn about it until they actually get into the Big Ten schedule because UConn is awful. Right as we saw, they barely beat Wagner despite being twenty-three point favorites, and Wagner's not a good FCS team. And uh, Eastern Michigan will be their biggest challenge, but if Illinois plays the way it did today, I think that'll be another comfortable victory. Absolutely, and and again, I, I, the, what you need to do is you need to put yourself in position to be three and zero with Nebraska coming to town, because that's Nebraska team. While talented, they're not unbeatable by the, any means. And the, you early, have a chance, the first five games right. of the season, Minnesota after that, right? Right, you get after a bye. You, four you have and a one. chance here. You four have a and chance. one, man. It, it, I, I know you can go for five and zero, oh, but if you're four and one, you got to feel great. You feel awesome because then you have Rutgers still on your schedule, which and then you just need one more to get to a bowl. And one I feel more. like after today, you can think of that as a reasonable proposition. And that's the thing that we didn't have <laughs> after last year and the year yep. before, which is Absolutely. that's improvement. All right, good stuff. Post game podcast went a little longer, but we get nitty gritty. That's what we like. I'm to do. shocked that we didn't talk any second string offensive line. I cannot wait to watch the <laughs> film tomorrow. It'll be awesome. Well, that's what we need. We need the film review during the week. Isaac Trotter, thank you, buddy. Yeah, if, no if you don't uh, subscribe to us, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. Appreciate that. Tell your friends about us. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Alana Inquirer podcast.